0: hello guys and welcome back to another episode of in jessica's corner so today's topic simply put is me my hair and i we are going to dive into the daily weekly monthly yearly struggles of the black woman to make a decision about what to do with her hair next so of course as black women we are always trying to figure out what to do next so is that bundles, a blowout, a twist out, some braids, a ponytail, or a high bun? Do we need to deep condition our hair, hot treatment time, get a relaxer if that's your thing, or a texturizer if that's your thing, get those ends trimmed, get your hair cut all together with a new style, big chop, and of course, the list goes on and on. So today, I put up a poll on Instagram to see if there were any women that were going to going through the constant struggle of the their next hair decision just like me well today on my lunch break I actually took a moment to sit down and think about what are we going to do with our hair next so I have had these braids since my birthday which was about April 19th is when I got the braids so we are at about six weeks this weekend Normally, I go through the process of getting the front redone, but you know, this particular style, is a little rough. To me, there's no need. We just need to take it out and give our hair some time to breathe. But in the meantime, what decision do I make in relation to taming this mane of mine prior to my next braid appointment? So of course, we've already previously discussed that I just recently started a new job. Well... I am one of those individuals, unfortunately, that still make care decisions based off my work environment sometimes. Um, I had already peeped the scene and there were a few African-American women that you know, I had in my view from like my interview process and they did not have braids. And of course, you know, I like to be a low trendy in the city. So my braids are always long. So I needed to really like be able to observe these black women and see how they carry themselves because I pretty much wanted to mesh into the culture without standing out like a sore thumb, if that makes sense. I'm already one of the younger black women there. So I don't want to also look young and wild if that makes sense and not saying that braids make you look wild but you know you guys were talking about a completely different set of individuals with a different culture so I'm just trying to set impressions to do what I need to do professionally so um, I normally always start new jobs with a weave or I have my hair straightened coincidentally it works out at that time so I started with a short like bob wig and then I had a blowout after that well then I got these braids and so now I'm like okay Jess we're definitely not straightening our hair in this 100 degree weather every day so now I'm like okay so now we can bring the curly tresses out I think it's time I've noticed that the black women there that are natural they wear their hair natural twist outs and high puffs and low buns to the back. So I'm going to venture out into that, but then I'm like, okay, so that I don't get bored, what other styles can I entertain? And then I really took a step back and thought about it. I have spent my entire lunch break trying to plan out what to do with my hair, even after my braid appointment, because I know those braids won't last forever. What am I going to do with my hair after that? And that's what led me to record this podcast today, because as black women, we are very much so committed to our hair. My hair is an extension of who I am. And so I'll dive into why that's the case. And I think that a lot of The ladies that are listening to this particular episode, I think that they can completely relate. As a kid, as a child, as a young little lady, you are groomed into the extensive process of taming your mane. And we can even stop there and give that um, some true definition Understanding that we're using the word tame when it comes to our hair alludes to the fact that it's wild, disorderly, out of control, needs some boundary or needs some setting that will keep it together, if you will, as in it as if it's not together to begin with, right? So, you know, we've spent hours in the beauty salon, hours with our mom washing, detangling, blow drying, hot comb. Um, relaxers, the burning scalp. You can't scratch your hair for 24 hours before the relaxer in order for it to be a painless process. Um, the taking out of braids, the beads on the end, or the the process of getting your hair braided that might take three hours. Um, you know, the simple wash, detangle to get you back to the Um, twisted ponytails with the barrettes on the end, but the barrettes slapping you in your face every time you turn around. Um, Our parents, and most importantly, our mothers, really indirectly informed us that the presentation of our hair was extremely important. It spoke volumes of who we were, and it's an extension of our existence. For me, my hair is my personality, um, especially from like a work perspective. I don't really... I'm not necessarily like I wear colored things and I wear pattern things. So I guess that's also an extension of my personality. But I'm not necessarily like the super risky, super trendy person in a professional setting. And so because of that, I do use my hair in that fashion. Um, Of course, you know, here the decision of even what style we'll choose is controlled by so many different things. So your mood, what mood are we in? What kind of look are we going for, so that 's another thing the The intended look um the seasons will encourage certain hairstyles of course, now you know it's it 's hot, everybody wants braids or some kind of ponytail updo if your hair will withstand there for extended periods. Um, seasons changing in general might encourage that um, in addition to that, you know, you have a trip coming, your birthday is coming, there's a major event coming, and you have this outfit, and in order to complete the look, you need this certain style to make it pop, and for you to slay, honey, I get it. These are all the things that really motivate us to make a decision about our hair, and And honestly, it amazes me that I'm able to sit here and ramble on and on about the decision of a hairstyle and how deeply rooted it is in every other aspect of our life, it it really makes no sense. However, I think the other thing, in addition to it being like taught to us as children and we've been forced to assimilate because for someone like me, I had thick hair and I didn't have a little bit of hair. So I've always been accustomed to the longer, drier sitting experiences. The hotter, drier was always the option for me. Um, the longer straightening process, because I need the straightening comb, the flat iron, and then we still need to run the hot curler through my hair as well. Um, you know, I also had really bad dandruff, like this is probably too much information, but I also had really bad dandruff. So my shampoo experience was always extended to make sure that I could get the cleanest scalp possible before any more styling would happen. Um, So the, the hair salon experience, honey, has... Life ain't been no crystal stair. The hair salon experience has never been a crystal stair for me, honey. It's been very rough and rugged. And honestly, I probably feel like it's still that way now. So, of course, when I talked about the taming of the hair, historically speaking... Society has pretty much put us in this corner of our hair being unacceptable or not the norm or not the desired look. Now, I will say probably in the last seven years. I'll stretch it and say 10. I feel like 10 years is a stretch at this point because I feel like when I was in high school, people weren't natural. But somewhere in between my junior and senior year of college, that's when we really begin to dive into the possibility of no longer wanting a relaxer. Considering wearing our hair curly, considering the puffs, the twists, the twist styles, the short fades, the cutting the hair short that curls up with the sponge look, dyeing the ends. You know, we've we've really dived into being versatile when it comes to our hair, but I think we could take it a step further and just speak to the versatility of our hair in its natural state. When it's natural and it's not relaxed, we have the option to wear it curly as it grows from our head. We have the option to manipulate it and wear it straight. We have the option to wear it in twists. We have the option to have it braided, which you can get braids when you're relaxed, um, we have the option of doing any and everything with our hair. And I think it's that flexibility of the personality of what our hair can do that other cultures, other cultures are, um, they resent the fact that we have options. And because it's so completely different from what they're used to with their hair and because they do not understand it, you know, we've gone through these, uh pretty demeaning and, and to be honest with you, pretty disrespectful eras where we only thought that we were beautiful if our hair was straightened. We went through great strides to get it to that point so that we could be accepted from a societal perspective. And now I I appreciate the shift that we've experienced. Um, I think we can also credit all the women and men alike that do hair and that's their profession. Thank you so much for being committed to the cause. Um, I don't know what we would do without you because heaven knows every black girl that's listening to this episode is grateful for the girl that braids her hair, grateful for the girl that uh maintains her natural hair, grateful for the girl that does her sewings and her wigs grateful for the girl that dyes her hair if that person is separate we appreciate you honey because we we don't know how we would be out here slaying each and every day if it was not for you okay thank you so much we greatly appreciate you and that's the crazy thing we're so committed to this hair thing and all of the people that are connected to this hair process that we really give this a lot of our time and attention and effort we establish relationships with these people we become friends with our hairstylists. It's really more more so about the commitment to the beauty of what I hear can be that, like, this whole decision stems from. It's, It's really crazy. Now, I will say that I have observed, especially in 2019, that hair is also a vulnerable existence for some women. Some women will always do the same thing all the time because taking a risk with their hair is probably the scariest thing that they could do. So some of it is comfort. They're comfortable. There's no need for us to do anything different. But on the flip side of that, people use their hair to make statements. Of course, sometimes hair speaks to a woman changing her life. Hair speaks to a new journey in life. Hair speaks to a le- a certain level of confidence in how they feel about themselves or Sometimes it's even to force themselves to be okay with who they are as they are. So hair becomes a messenger. It's, it's not as simple and it's not as clean and cut as, you know, I'm just going to cut my hair. We are so, I'm so, I can speak for myself, I am so connected to my hair that when I was going natural the first time, I cut all my perm ends off in August of 2011. It was the last couple of weeks before returning back to college for my senior year of college. I cut all my perm ends off. I was tired of it. I was over it. I didn't care anymore. I wore a Senegalese twist from that point until about spring break of that same school term. So that was like April. Then I finally decided, And maybe it was March. I might be over exaggerating. I finally decided to like wear my hair out and I had a puff and I was so proud of her. And honestly, for me, I can say that I was extremely disappointed when I had to cut my ends off, but I just couldn't manage my hair anymore. But the process of watching it grow and being proud of it allowed me to realize that my hair can be connected to my pride in a lot of ways. I was proud of what she became. I and and it was a process because I hated my natural hair initially. And I do understand how your hair can be that one thing that teaches you to love yourself even more for just it. It teaches you to accept everything for what it is. It's not just something that you can change. So, of course, we can manipulate it in a lot of different ways. But when you're talking about wearing it in its natural sense, it is what it is. There's only so much manipulation you're going to do. And we all ladies we all can attest to this you get the wrong edge control your edges will roll back up and there is nothing you can do about it until you have found a better edge control that works um you try to slick your hair up into a ponytail you don't have the right styling gel it will be a ride the wave kind of day for you and your hair might even curl up and roll up to the point where the hair won't even be in the ponytail before the day is over You slick your hair down, set that scarf on it, and by 10.30, your hair is looking like you just got off the playground at 3.30 when your mom is coming to pick you up after summer camp. I get it. And I think my hair taught me that I have to accept it for what it is. I have to roll with the punches. I have to allow it to do what it wants. I also had to realize that it's just hair. Um, me being natural this second time going around, so I'm transitioning for the second time. This time I cut my perm ends off with little to any concern for the fact that I had to cut some hair off. I didn't care. Um, now I'll say I had the same thought process when I was getting my hair dyed. Um, When I was natural the first time now I promised myself that I would never dye my hair again But of course we're back at that and I just look at it Like if I hate it too much I'll just cut my hair where the color is and we can just move on and start over again so to me my hair taught me That life is a process just the same as any changes that you make to your hair You'll have to get adjusted. You'll have to be okay with it. You really have to like just sit in the fact that this is what it is and I can't change it. And so to me, my hair, and then this probably is me giving too much credit of meaning to my hair. My hair becomes a display of how life happens. We always want things our way. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. You know, you wanted that style, you wanted that color, you get it. And now you're like, eh. I don't really, I don't really know if this is it. I'm not feeling this. This is not where it's at. Or you wanted this certain style for this certain look. It's too hot. Or your hair didn't last as long as you needed to. So now you, you're going to have to be flexible. You, you had like three weekends of events by week two, your hair was looking raggedy. Now you're like, eh, let me try something different. Now I'm going to have to like move quick, put my hair in a little high bun, whatever, whatever. Um, so for me, my, my hair in its natural state has really taught me to be flexible in a lot of ways, or, you know, make executive decisions that are just best for the circumstances versus best for the look or best for the style and that's that's really like a life lesson so men I know you're if, if you're listening I know you're over here like what why this is dumb whatever I don't care understand that making a hair decision is deeper than just just get some braids, just get some weave just put your wig on no honey it's a look it's a vibe it's a feel it's a mood it's a purpose understand that these hair decisions are not a joke this is not a game this is not a test this is real life low baby please understand that now the unfortunate thing about the hair of black women is that it can be one of the things that you are either praised or criticized for so in a lot of ways of course you know back in the day here could have been a means of segmentation um you have the people who have good hair versus bad hair so that whole debacle <laughs> um or that debate of good hair bad hair which is best what is good hair what is bad here um the straight hair the, the naturally straight hair versus the naturally curly hair um when it comes to wearing a twist out wearing a puff slicking your hair up in some bun slicking it back you know, what hair actually adheres to that kind of manipulation and which doesn't. But to take it even further, hair is one of the easiest factors for us to call another woman out about. Her weave, white, raggy, them braids look rough. She don't have no edges. Her hair is dry. Her hair is brittle. You can tell that color is popping her hair off. Um, Her hair is thin. Her hair is too thick. Her hair is eat up on the end. She needs to get her ends trimmed. She needs a whole haircut. Her hair looks bad. There's just like this expectation that, you know, when you step into a room, you ought to look your very best from a hair perspective every time. It's unfortunate, but it's our life. That's that's Society taught us to do that before we even knew that we were doing it to ourselves. And so now, like... <laughs> And I'm not even going to lie to you. I do it too. That girl that has that nappy hair sitting on top of that leave out. You know that's out of order. Okay. But I do want us as a people to get to a better place with that because we can take it further. It's even an argument of like male preference will encourage it even more than societal expectations of what our hair should look like or our own intercultural expectations of what our hair should look like. Like. Y'all, we kind of have to step into a place now where because our hair is a messenger, because our hair sends messages for us, because think about it. Think about the lady that you walked past in Walmart the last time you were there or Target or the mall or wherever you were. Think about the fact that you probably didn't have a conversation with her, but you observed her hair, and one or two things happened. Oh, I really like that. That's a cute style. I would have never thought of that, but that's cute. If she had color in her hair, ooh, that's a cute color. That would be cute on the tips or like some highlights or whatever else. Ooh, that lady here look bad. She must be at a rough day. You know, we make assumptions about things. Oh, yes, that girl, lace closure, that frontal is slay. I know she paid an arm and a leg for that. Y'all know we we come to so many conclusions and we round up so many assumptions based on the presentation of someone's hair. And so... I think we kind of have to get to a point where we understand that at this edgy, trendy stage of fashion and statements of fashion, we have to understand that even the wildest look is a look. One or two things have happened. They either don't care or they do, but either way, that person is comfortable with that decision, and we have to be okay with that, and I think the other thing is, you know, we try to get caught up in the fact that I don't care about my hair, but y'all, let's all be honest with ourselves. Every one of you that's listening, when your hair is not fixed, and you're not wearing it natural, or you don't have it slicked up in something that's still cute, you do not feel your best. Your hair pretty much dictates your mood in a lot of ways that like anything else, like I just feel like my hair can be done and I can put on sweatpants and a t-shirt and honey, I still feel like I'm slaying y'all because my hair is done, okay? My nails can be raggy. My toes might not have polish on anything but the big toe. But if this hair is slayed and I got on a t-shirt with a hole in it and some sweatpants and some Adidas slides, little baby, I'm still so slaying you. Understand that, okay? So I just, I guess... I really just wanted to like bring us all together so we can really look at hair from a bigger picture of what it really is. I hope that I've touched on everything that you guys probably thought of. If I didn't, please hit my DMs with all your feedback. In addition to that, as always, make sure you leave a five star rating and comments with your ratings. Also, make sure that you like, share, comment. And if this this is your first time listening, you also subscribe. Please tell your friends to tell your friends to tell your friends. Check all my social media at Miss Jessica. That's M-I-S-S-J-E-S-S-A-K-A. Make sure you're following me. Make sure you hit the DMs with any feedback that you have. Make sure you send all of your friends to my profile so that they can hit the link and listen and subscribe and do all the other things I just requested of you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope that I wasn't just rambling and I hope that you guys like really enjoyed that as much as me. Um I hope that I made sense and I hope that I opened a lot of your eyes. And if there are guys watching, thank you so much for sitting this long because this was long for y'all to listen to. If there are guys, I hope that I've kind of made it plain for you too. I do not take it lightly that you took time out of your busy day to tune in to me, and I hope that you will eagerly anticipate my next episode next week. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye, y'all.